God is with you. Let us pray. God of abundance, you demand our life entire and whole. Lead us out from prisons of greed to places of riches uncontained and always new. Through Jesus Christ, our commonwealth. Amen. A few summers ago, we took a trip up to Wyoming to visit friends. And our first morning there, we went to the boys' favorite pilgrimage site, which is the toy store. Now, my kids love toy stores anywhere, but this store is really unique. There's nothing like it. There's like an interactive animatronics thing with like bullseyes and light guns where you shoot the little targets and the things dance around. And there's like a huge Ferris wheel. I told the boys that they could each select a toy to get, but it had to be something that the whole family, that everyone could play with. A couple of minutes later, Jimmy, who was five years old at the time, came up to me and said, Daddy, can you hide this under your shirt? <laughs> I was pretty confused. I said, why? He said, because I don't want to share it with Henry. This week, we read about two different accounts of people who don't want to share their toys. People who want it all for themselves. Let's take a look at the first one. Jesus is speaking to a crowd. He's talking about things like God and healing and good news for the poor and it sounds like redistribution of wealth. So a random guy in the crowd thinks, here's my chance. I'm going to get Jesus to tell my brother to give me more inheritance. Regardless of the particulars of the brother's situation, can you see how inappropriate this is? Jesus is healing people from disease and giving a despairing people hope amidst foreign occupation. But this guy interrupts all that to ask Jesus to get him more money. To play referee. He takes a private issue and makes it public for his own gain. He's looking out for number one for himself. Jesus responds with a parable, an allegory. It's another story of someone who is looking out for himself. A rich guy whose only concern is how we can get more wealth. Mind you, the guy in the parable has so much wealth that he has nowhere to put it. He thinks, someday I will relax. Just a little more financial comfort and I will take it easy. It reminds me of that quote attributed to Rockefeller. A reporter asked, how much money is enough? And he responded, just a little bit more. The man in this parable has just gotten his a little bit more. And then he died. 
He wasted his time and his life on things that didn't matter, storing up money and goods he would never use. He wanted all the toys. He was looking out for number one. Some of you have heard me mention my good friend Hunter in L.A. Hunter is an incredible guitarist. He thrives in both a classical guitar setting and a, as a touring rock musician. He looks like a young Orson Welles that had gone off and joined the Hells Angels. He has like tattoos of his wife and his daughters on his forearms. And Hunter is also the music director of a church. And one day, while trying to describe the work of musicians playing together, he said, it's not about standing out and focusing on yourself. It's about everyone playing together. It's less me and more we. Same goes for the Jesus way. Less me, more we. In Christian theology, there's a Latin term for a posture like the rich man in the Jesus' parable. It's incurvitas, incurvitus in se, meaning curved in on oneself, living for yourself inward rather than for God and others outward. The God love life is a we thing, not a me thing. There's a contemporary painting of this parable called The Rich Fool done by James Jenkins of Austin, Texas. In the painting, there is a man alone in a gigantic house bordered with luxury items, electronics, jewelry, a treadmill, fancy appliances. But those are all painted in this deathly gray and next door, there's a family packed into a tiny house with little food on the table. But the rich man doesn't see it. The rich man has his back to them all. So he cannot see. He does not see. Begs the question, what do we not see? Do we see the 25 people killed in flooding in Kentucky, including four children and a one, that one couple lost? Do we see the 1.5 million undocumented people living in California who make up 9% of the workforce? 9% of the workforce. Do we see our LGBTQ siblings, including 543,000 same-sex married households in the United States, who, in addition to threats to their rights by the Supreme Court, are now facing a statement at Lambeth, the Conference of Anglican Bishops in England, over the validity of same-sex marriage within the Anglican Communion? Do we see how many siblings in Christ need what we have to offer today? Do we see how much we have been given, how much we can share? Here in this beautiful place we call home, with the mountains rising up out of the ocean, with islands peppering the horizon, we see so much. We see the grandeur of nature. We watch gorgeous sunsets. We watch the fog drift in and out of the hills and valleys. We see the biotic community, the interdependence of plants and bunnies and 
squirrels and coyotes and hawks and snakes and the, the health of the ocean tied to the health of the watersheds. We see kelp, fish, anemones, abalone, mussels, seals, dolphin, whales. We see the expansive history of the planet unfolding in geologic time. And amidst that bucolic wonder, we remember that we are part of it all. Our lives are part of that infinite connection that stretches through this ever-expanding universe, through all space and time, part of love eternal made known to us in a selfless man from a selfless small town in a small and distant land who taught us to find our truest selves in a relationship with God and neighbor. Less me, more we. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.